Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Thursday morning. So before the season started, a lot was made about the quality of quarterbacks in the AFC West. You have, of course, Patrick Mahomes. You have kid in L.A. Herbert. You've got Russell Wilson, who really hasn't panned out, but that could be coaching. Who knows? But at the same time, my argument against the fact that they everyone was making comparisons against uh, different divisions of old was that I didn't think Derek Carr belonged in that class. And a lot of people wanted to argue with me. And I said, okay, well, all the weapons he got this season, he should have no problems putting up numbers. Because arguably one of the best receivers in football on his team. Great running back, arguably one of the best tight ends in the game who did get injured. But still, he's got the weapons. They're benching him. So it looks like I'm not eating crow. Well, in a sense, no, but in the other sense, to in Wilson's case and in Carr's case, the offensive lines have not come through. Carr is a pretty good quarterback, but he hasn't gotten it done. And the Raiders, they're throwing up the white flag now. They're they are quitting on the team. They're putting him on the bench. As a matter of fact, Mike, when you go out there, Mike, uh, folks, is going out to see the Chiefs and the Raiders in Las Vegas, and that's in two weeks. That's no, January. next week. Yeah, next week. Well, yeah. One, this is Sunday, and the second Sunday. <laughs> the Second Sunday of the new year. All right. Uh, yeah, he's going out to say, you may see you may see bench teams out there playing, depending on what happens Monday. Well, actually, depending on what happens Sunday. Chiefs beat Denver, and if Cincinnati knocks off Buffalo, well, the Chiefs don't have to play anybody regular out there. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, in the case of the Las Vegas Raiders, they are uh, sitting down Derek Carr. Not only him, but the, a couple of defensive players, Chandler Jones is going down, Denzel Perryman are going to play him. They put them on the IR. There isn't any need to play him. What the Raiders are doing now is looking for next year and what they have to do. They're going to have Jarrett Stidham as their quarterback. And Stidham is probably not the answer to their future. What they're debating now is do you draft a quarterback? Do you have somebody there who is available? Stidham, he's been around for a couple of years now. A kid out of Auburn. Auburn is where he ended up. He started out at Baylor and wasn't playing very much there. But Stidham played for the Patriots for a while. Has played a little bit with the Raiders as well. A journeyman, big kid, he, he can he can play, but the bottom line is this. The Raiders are going to make some decisions on what they have to do for the future, and indeed they have, uh, you know, they were thought to be a pretty good football team this year. You made a very good point there. Carr was going to come through. They had some good players, but they have been injured, and just things haven't gone right, and they do need, uh, need to make some decisions, and that's what's going to result from this game with the Chiefs. That's like we always say in the preseason and leading up to the preseason, on paper, it looks like it should be, but on the field is a completely different thing. Now, you're right. Uh, the Chiefs, if they win against Denver on Sunday and the Bengals take care of business against the Bills on Monday, it's still a pretty good situation, but the Chiefs still need to win out in Vegas no matter what because they then will they do not want to tie with the Bills because the Bills get first place. So they got to win out no matter what. So they're going to probably throw it all at, at Vegas when they go out there in uh, next weekend. Liberty Bowl game yesterday, pretty interesting game between uh, KU and Arkansas, but in the end, Razorbacks got a little bit of lady luck on their side, well, I think. they had more than just a little bit, and uh, I'll tell you, Ned Reynolds is snake bit this year. 
I was playing a bad card, another bad card this week. I've had real problems. That's why you came in with this mood this, this morning. One, I had one. It's 38 to 13 Dude, in the I second know. half. I, I mean, I'm chalking that off as a win. We're going to get a little money out of that one. But no. Arkansas takes their foot off the pedal. Kansas comes back. Kansas gets a couple of breaks on some fumbles and some... And I'm not pleased... Don't misunderstand. I'm not criticizing the officiating, but some shaky calls, I thought. But over and above that, came back and tied the blasted game. (laughs) I'm looking for all ways I can win this thing in an overtime, and none of it worked out because after two, they have a new rule this year. And actually, it's not 100% new. It's been around for about a year now. But when you get down to the third series of the game still tie, you go for two points. You're not even going for a touchdown. You're going for two points. That's how you start. Well, Arkansas uh, got the first choice uh, when they were in the third series of plays. It alternates. One, one, one is Arkansas, and then Arkansas goes on offense, and it's each team gets a shot at offense and defense. And if it's still tie, then you go to a two-point conversion, not after a touchdown. That's what you're going for, a two-point conversion. All right, okay. Arkansas tries a little pass play into the end zone that works. They get the two points. Kansas tries to run for the two points, doesn't get it. Final score is 55 to 53. Arkansas the winner. Ned Reynolds, Arkansas had his money there, but it was for three points and not two. Blast. <laughs> so you're telling me you stayed up and watched the whole thing oh, and you yes, got sure. really, really mad about it. Well, it, it depends on your degree of it. If throwing things through the window and tossing your clothes around and Yelling a few oaths, yes. Yeah, his neighbors heard him last night. <laughs> Woo me the first time. All right, but that wasn't the only ball game. There were a couple others yesterday, right? There were indeed. Uh, North Carolina-Oregon was a bit of a surprise. Oregon was a two-touchdown favorite, and Oregon wins by one point, 28-27. And the Texas Tech-Mississippi game, which was the Texas Bowl, it was won by Texas Tech, 42-25 to in a defensive struggle. We have a couple more coming up today. The one that really puzzled me was the first game, Duke and Central Florida. Now, Mike, over the years, Duke uh, has deteriorated a bit in for the great in basketball, but in football, they haven't been so good. They are making a bit of a comeback, but they still aren't among the nation's powers. And here is Central Florida, coached by Gus Malzahn, former uh, Arkansas assistant coach and former head coach at Auburn and so forth and so on, has a high-powered team. Duke beats them 30-13. to 13. And I'm watching this game and it's saying, Central Florida, you're playing in the Big 12 next year? Oh, my. You need some recruits, buddy. Anyway, yeah. it was a 30-13 win for Duke. And so the MSU Bears had a pretty... Big road victory yesterday. Um, is this a sign of a team that's starting to come on? Yes, it is. And they played very well. Now, Northern Iowa, the team they played up in Cedar Falls, is not the Northern Iowa of the past. They don't have a lot of strength. They do have some pretty good players, but this is a team that's very vulnerable. The key factor for Northern Iowa is have a great coach. And Coach Ben Jacobson will figure out something with this team, but I'm not sure he has the talent to do it. The Bears do. They're very deep. And they've begun to come on. 14 new players on the team, and Dana Ford's done a good job of bringing them together. The Bears get a win over Northern Iowa, and it's a substantial win, 79-67. Missouri State shot 54% from the field. But the key factor, Mike, was that the Bears' defense, which is in your face. You better be ready for this. Now, there's a way to beat it, but so far, no teams have really come up with a substantial way to do it other than St. Mary's and some of the other teams they played 
uh, on the East Coast. But they're in your face. They forced turnovers. They forced 12 Northern Iowa turnovers, which resulted in 20 points for the Bears. 20 points on turnovers, and that is pretty doggone good. Dalen Reginald was the guy who led the scoring with 24. That's a very nice win on the road for the Bears. They're now 6-7 and seven overall on the year, but 2-1 and one in the Missouri Valley Conference and have Drake in here New Year's Day, 2 o'clock in the afternoon at the uh, Great Southern Bank Arena. And Drake is the preseason number one. Drake is beatable. I think any team in this valley is beatable. It looked to me like there is no overwhelming power. When Bradley came down here a couple of weeks ago, I thought they were pretty good. Uh, they stumbled a little bit, too, and the Bears are coming on. I think Missouri State has a nice team. Nice. It'll be nice. Definitely a test against Drake here in a little bit, though, for sure. Uh, we still got the Blue and Gold Tournament happening this week in the Metro. What's happening there? It is championship night tonight in the Blue and Gold. They'll wrap it up tonight, and it will be a lot of fun. The championship game in the Blue Division will start at 7 o'clock, and it's Republic versus Sparta. What's this? Bolivar's not in there? Nope. Bolivar, the top seed, got knocked out by Sparta in overtime. Triple overtime last night. So it's Republic versus Sparta. Republic had to play an overtime game as well against Hartville. That's the blue title game. In the gold title game, it'll be Nixa versus Logan Rogersville, and that'll be about 8.30. In the girls' competition, it is the semifinals of the pink and white and that's all going on at a combination of places, Drury and Kickapoo High School. They're using Kickapoo because they've had a problem, logistical problem at Drury with some broken water pipes. But uh, again, basketball championships coming down. It's semifinal night in the pink and white, championship night in the blue and gold over at Missouri State. Really exciting stuff. So... Mizzou, speaking of college basketball, looks like they might be the real deal. What do you think? There is no question about it. They are. And I like Coach Gates' concept of basketball. Tell you what he does. He played Kentucky last night, and Missouri beats Kentucky and beats them rather substantially. They come out, and they hit you right in the mouth to start out the game. I mean, they take it right to you. They catch teams that are flat, and they, <laughs> they did it last night. Kentucky couldn't keep up with them. Missouri has a lot of scoring on their ball club. These guys can shoot from everywhere, and they did a great job in doing that. Missouri won the game 89-75. to Now, what's interesting is in their win over Illinois, which was a week ago tonight, and their win over Kentucky last night, Missouri has huge first halves. Second half, okay, a little bit more even. That's what they're doing. They're coming out... You better be ready for us. We're going to hit you up hard. And they did a 54% shooting night. It ended wow. up to be it ended up to be 49 for the game. But these guys can fire from long range. And Kentucky's pretty good. Kentucky isn't great, but they are pretty good. So Missouri goes into Arkansas next week with one loss. And Arkansas lost last night. Yeah, but they also have a good team this year, too. So that'll be a test. They're injured. They yeah. Have, they have some key injuries, including the kid from Springfield, Kickapoo, who went down with a knee injury. It puts him out for the year, and he was really coming on. So it, it, all, it all figures out, and the Missouri teams have been very fortunate. They've been able to escape any kind of injury bugs, football and basketball, and hopefully that will be the case. Hopefully we got some good luck on our side for our Missouri basketball teams, Ned. Hopefully your scorecard is a little bit better this weekend. Evans, I hope so. <laughs>